This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Uh, the end of overtime, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have called it to help us get a two-for-one or get a couple more possessions. Um, and so, you know, obviously with 14 seconds left down one, you want to get as many chances as you can. So, you know, I'll definitely learn from that. You mentioned that philosophy throughout the year had been not to call a timeout in those situations, but you, in hindsight, looked at it a little bit differently um, after game four. What kind of jumped out at you and made you change your mind in regard to what you should have done? I mean, hindsight, probably you just learn, you know, obviously if it doesn't go well, it's a mistake. And so, um, you know, I think the two lessons that you learn from that are, you know, call it right away, get get a two for one, get two shots, get a couple extra possessions. Um, or, you know, we have to have a clear understanding as a team that we got to go faster to get a shot. And we've done both over the course of the season. Um, you know, we just didn't execute either one in that particular situation. But, um, you know, in that standpoint, once we're losing pace, I got to call it. Um, so we can get a shot up earlier. That's right. <laughs> Coach Belovich once again explaining himself. Good morning. How are you? Welcome to the Tuesday, May 9th edition of Breaking Boston here with Fitzy and Hart, your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. And our third voice in the room, Celtics coach Joe Mazzula, who was discussing in his, what do you call it, the tweener day presser? It's not really a post-game presser. It's his Monday media avail in between games four and five of the Eastern Conference semifinals where he finally owns up to the idea that, yeah, maybe I should have called a timeout. Uh, hindsight has entered the chat, if you will. Uh, he's a, a much more human version of himself in these availabilities, Andy. He actually speaks like a person. He explains the thinking behind the process. Why does it take him? I don't know if he panics. I don't know if he gets tight because of the inexperience. Uh, if he's just leaning on tendencies and habits, but why, why is Joe Missoula only realized the day after that the possibility with 18 seconds left of playing with greater pace was available, but also, but calling a timeout where you either set up a game winning shot 
or hoist one, miss it, and then foul Philly, send them to the line. They get two more at the charity stripe. Now it's you're you're down three, but you still have another timeout you could use in which you go for a game tying three. Why does that only occur to him later? And why does this not give me a lot of confidence going forward that he's going to rectify things? So my gut reaction would be, well, he had a discussion with Brad Stevens or an assistant coach or a former coach called him or somebody texted him or somebody who reaches him more than the media, more than whoever else got to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. That would have been a good idea, huh? Boy, I wish I wish I would have thought of this in the moment. Like, I, I think somebody gets to him and he realizes the error of his ways, because to me, it's not 2020 hindsight Mm -hmm. it like this was real time the entire world almost pavlovian take a Mm -hmm. time out there like like situation just automatic time i would say most nba coaches in that situation when james harden three falls are already like 15 feet on the court because they've called the timeout like it's so automatic i bet you the the tv people were stunned like there it's so pavlovian like oh we know exactly how this plays out it's now time for us to fill because they're in a timeout uh right. doris burke is like oh what do I, what am i going to say here because i need to explain the thinking of both teams during this timeout because that's my job as the co-. and then everybody's like wait um he's not taking a timeout like oh we're just going to play this out and then the worst part it was so infuriating is when he brings up the, the pacing and how they screwed up both options, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't take a timeout. So we lose the option of time and, and possessions, which I don't love anyway. Um, Cause I kind of feel like he has set the mentality of we're going to win and that calling a timeout there to presume we're going to miss the shot to then foul is like, is anti what they did all year. So I agree with him. They kind of, he did coddle them into or prepared them or molded them to, Play it out. Play on, play out. We're going to win this. Like, we're just going to end Belichickian style. Uh, I'm just going to look over at Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll's not calling a timeout. I'm not calling a timeout. Like, that kind of situation. Okay. But then, yes, when Jason Tatum is like, boy, it's a beautiful day here in Philadelphia, and I'm just going to walk around and, huh. Yeah, hopefully my play develops. Yeah, like, when that's happening, that's when the really hit the fan and you have to react. But just in terms of who he is and what he's doing in the moment. I don't know how you can trust him right now. His instincts, his awareness, whatever it is. I feel like you can't trust him right now till he proves he's trustworthy. The best option, according to the Boston Celtics to win the game in regulation and overtime was to put the ball in the hands of someone who shoots 32% from three point that there's no other, there's no other coach who would say that's our best option. That's that's what well, we want to go for. That's the look that we want, except for somebody coach? who seems defiant in the face of inquiry when doubt creeps into the equation and everyone wonders exactly what he's thinking. It, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. You and I said ages ago on whatever show, platform, et cetera, that we were on, that if anything, Joe Missoula was going to potentially be a liability at this point. And it's not his own fault. That he was, I mean, he said yes to the job, just like the same way you said Matt Patricia's one great undoing last year was saying yes to the job that he was unqualified for. Missoula said yes, but otherwise, like he was thrown into the fire way before he was even close to prepared. He hasn't even coached that long, period, at any level. You and I are both old enough to be his dad, for God's sakes. Oh. I, not no, I'm really, not. Really, but you sort of, you never know. I'm, I mean, the way biology, okay. Regardless. 
We're a lot older than the coach of the Celtics right at this point. And his, I won't say his inexperience, he won't say immaturity, but his inexperience is showing at the wrong time. Uh, also, Jason Tate, now, now I'm a big believer, Andy, uh, something I've been trying to do personally. We're not going to go like, oh, here, Fitzy, let me get out the yellow pad and you lay down and we'll go, we'll do a go deep ahead. psychological dive. I'm a big believer in the idea of owning your own role in every decision that you make. Like you can't just blame it on, ah, you know, the clock got away from me or just, ah, I trust my guys. Uh, The crowd was so loud. I didn't know what to do. Like, no, you take responsibility for, for what you do and the decisions that you make here. And so this, this is on Joe Missoula. If anything else, like he has the opportunity to, put on his big boy pants, grow up in this situation and do something that he hasn't done too often and learn from it. Now, going forward, he can also learn from it because we don't want to become error repeaters, even though it seems like the Celtics are a team that is doomed to continue to repeat the history that they don't learn from. I read a stat that I really wish I didn't read before sitting down to record nice and early on a Tuesday morning with you here. It was tweeted out by Sean Grandy a couple hours ago. Uh, this is not great. This is from the department of not great, Bob, not great. The Boston Celtics have lost their third game in a home playoff series in the last four series where they have played a third home game Hmm. all the way back to 2018 was the last time that they won the third home game in a series, not game three, but their third home game in a series. So last year, so they did, they did just that against the Hawks forced themselves into a game six just recently in the Eastern Conference openers. Last year, they did the same against Milwaukee, and they did the same against Miami as well. Remember, they could have clinched it game six at home. They did not. They had to go to game seven. So they're going to have to reverse history. There you go. And before that, it was, yeah, Milwaukee. And then the NBA Finals against Golden State. And I was there for that one, too. They could have, no, that was the clincher. Damn it, they're terrible in the third home game of all these series. Well, that's you a know trend. Why? That's a trend. Yeah, you know why? Why? If if Joe Missoula ha- is worth his salt and anybody else involved, PR department, you want to do it? Yeah. Bill Belichick would have this that's on our screen right now mm-hmm. on every screen, duct tape to every locker in the TD Garden. If. And you, you know my theory. Once Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart and company see that, they'll blow doors. Because that's who they are when they are properly pushed and motivated in the right direction. When they have a mm-hmm. point to prove, oh, oh, you guys think we can't win the third game at home in a playoff series? Well, actually, you no, you can't. I'll show you. <laughs> you haven't no. done that in a while. Okay, lay the points. I'm telling you, if you get that in their ear, plant that little seed in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's ear. Jason Tatum will start this game six of eight shooting. He'll have 14 points in the first quarter, like Mm -hmm. the guy from the Lakers who I've never heard of, who helped them take a 3-1 lead over the Warriors. Did you see that out West? Lonnie Walker the fourth, I believe his name is. I was much more familiar with Lonnie Walker, the the second, the fourth version. I just didn't know was an NBA player, Um, carried the Lakers, but. Uh, first of all, yeah, LeBron was not my, no one like no. Uh, no one else was shooting last night for the, no. it, was, it was Anthony Davis. And until the comeback began, I, I got to be honest, I uh, I just saw the final score of the game right there. That was breaking news to my to my face right there. I fell asleep. I fell asleep like with Golden State up 12. It just happened. No. And thanks to Lonnie Walker, the fourth, who 
Lonnie, the legend of Lonnie Walker the fourth. He's the Leon um, Poe now of Los Angeles Lakers history. But the funny thing is, the Boston Celtics do not need a performance like Lonnie Walker the fourth, in my opinion. Like they don't need Peyton Pritchard to I was just come in. Say, and who the hell would be Boston's Lonnie Walker right, the like, fourth? Grant Williams, they, I guess. Yeah, but they don't need that. They just need their guys to show up. This isn't like oh hindsight. No. You have somebody named Jason Tatum who's supposed to be a top five player. You have somebody that Jalen Brown at any point is a more consistent playoff basketball player than Jason Tatum, right? Rob mm-hmm. Williams, go right down the bet. You have all the horses to get this job done. But the problem is, and we've talked a lot about this, mm-hmm. you know, you watch the Heat, what they're doing, and Jimmy Butler and like sort of that dog mentality, that junkyard stranglehold in that series, Andy. They are up 3 1 after their 109 101 victory over the Knickerbockers. It, this is, and I wrote this for the, the website yesterday on weei.com. Like, to me, this is all on Tatum and Missoula. It's mm-hmm. time for them to step up. Like, I can't blame Jalen Brown when I see him post game, sort of, again, not really knowing where he fits in. Guess I got to demand the ball more, like those comments. This is on your guys who are supposed to be the centerpieces in the NBA, right? It's the coach mm-hmm. and the best player. It's like the quarterback and the coach in football. There are certain people that, you want that position. You take everything that comes with that position. And that's why I say it's on Missoula to properly motivate the guys. And your tweet from Sean Grandy would be first step in my motivational plan for the evening. Uh, because let's go back to something you said, maturity versus the, what did you say? You didn't want to call them immature. Uh, yes, it's owning owning your own role in the decisions and the, uh, things that happen in your life. Like you, you are not the victim of circumstances around Correct. you. You are the victim of your own decisions. And an adult, a mature person knows that immediately, maybe an immature person. And I do think like, I don't think it's uh, unfair to call him immature. He's an immature coach. And and don't take that away. He's an it's not his own fault that he is an inexperienced coach, but it is his own fault that he is where he is because he decided to take this job. It was a plum opportunity. I think we can all agree he wasn't ready for it, but he needs to learn quicker because the mistakes he's making are getting in the way of a team that has NBA finals potential written all over. But maturation is a process. We can also yes, acknowledge that. Like we learn from mistakes and you don't become an don't error. Come off the tree ripe. It takes a while. At, exactly. So he needs to mature on the fly. Now he's been in the job a long time. He has a full regular season under his belt. He's been in the playoffs, right? He's mm-hmm. been in a playoff series. Like now it's start to be time where I expect you to do the right thing, react the right way in the moment, not Mm -hmm. a day and a half later when somebody brings it to your attention or you sit back and you watch the video and you realize the time, whatever. However, that process has worked for him. Now you need to cut that out. Now you need to get to real time maturation because it's you like for stand up. The only person that stands up is who? The head coach. Like everybody else is Mm -hmm. sitting on the bench there. Like Mm -hmm. he's the guy that stands up. So you're the guy at the forefront. I think this is a huge career moment tonight at the TD Garden for uh, Joe Mazzulla. I really Most do. Pe- I think the predominant thinking in Boston is that the Celtics are going to come out and blow doors tonight. They are seven and a half point favorite. Yep. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you. I was going to say I'll give you a couple of you know early if you want to get into your draft duel or your fan kings this morning. Once you once you get you to work, you, you, you take a lunch break. <laughs> hey, is either of them paying for a spot in here? I'm not giving them a name yeah, check until you. Point. It's a good exactly. Point. It's a bet MG Caesars win job, whatever you want to call it. Um, so uh, I'll give you a couple I like right off the bat here. Um, uh, the under and James Harden, because he's got two amazing games and two crud games. 
I do mm-hmm. not see him going off for 40 some odd again. Right now, his win, his point total is 21 and a half. I'll take the under right there. Jalen Brown has a, a 23 and a half points. I like the over on Jalen Brown. Jason yeah. Tatum is 28 and a half points. I will take uh, the, let's see, points and rebounds. That's what I really like for, uh, let's see, Jason Tatum's is 38 and a half. That's pretty high. I'll still take it. I like but it. The one I like the most, Andy. Joe Mazzola timeouts. Joe, timeouts taken. Take <laughs> Number of timeouts remaining at the end of the game for Joe Mazzola. <laughs> um, amount of money old Uncle Fitzy puts in the swear jar tonight. Over under three and a half dollars for every. Uh, it's a dollar an F bomb when you're watching the Celtics. I would take the over. Um, I would too. I would too. No, the first half points for Jason Tatum because he came out so slow in game four. I guarantee he comes out hot tonight. Maximum effort. Wouldn't be surprised if his – I can't find it just yet on DraftKings. There you go. Fine. They get one. Um, I would say it's probably going to be like 15 and a half points. Take it. Absolutely take the first half over for Jason Tatum. He's going to come out on fire tonight trying to make a point of emphasis. But the question I have for you as we get ready to wrap her up here, can Jason Tatum play a complete game in a game that the Celtics don't necessarily have to have but should have in game five. Certainly. Yeah. Jason Tatum on any given night is capable of a complete game. You mentioned the rebounds. Like he's found other ways to put numbers on his stat sheet or start slow and and catch up. That has become the Jason Tatum. Even the bad Jason Tatum over the last year plus in the postseason generally ends up with decent numbers. It's Mm -hmm. how they come and not right out the gates, carry the team, lay the foundation. We're rolling, lead the team to victory. He does it on any given night. It's mm-hmm. stringing them together. So you string it together for three, four, five, six games in a series. That is an issue. But uh, I think all your bets are dead on. I think he is. This is where he shines. And he, if he wants to have all those commercials, that's the other thing. Have you noticed how many gosh darn commercials he has? Like, yeah, every break is Jason Tatum hawking this, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum hawking that. Like, Careful, Mr. Peyton Manning, like you cut that meat company, like maybe win as many times as you have commercials. Oh, and then you got your Jalen Brown. Look, look at those bringing stuff to the table Jaylen, here. Jalen Brown. OK, Jalen Brown is plus 125 to go over 26 and a half points. I like it. Jason Tatum is minus 205 for 25 and a half points. Coop, if we could just scroll that a tiny bit there, buddy. 29. Yeah, see, I, I think Jason Tatum is a shoe in for over 29 and a half points. I see a 30 burger coming up tonight. He's plus 105. That's a tasty little line right there. So if you need to line those pockets or make up for a little extra money, the Celtics may have cost you or a little something you might have lost on the Bruins earlier. And by the way, Florida is up three games to none. So I'm not sure if the average Bruins fan feels any better about the way things went or if they feel worse because they should be blowing doors on Toronto right now themselves. We will get to that another morning here on breaking boston all right tip tonight is 7 30 from the td garden game five celtics and sixers will of course have an immediate reaction to that that'll be available first thing tomorrow morning when you wake up for your wednesday breaking boston on may 10th thank you guys for tuning in once again and making our hot cup of need to know to get you on the go for the boston sports superfan a part of your daily sports consumption regimen rate review subscribe and share tell all your friends hey guys guess what There's yet another podcast featuring Fitzy and Hart from WEEI spread out across the Odyssey Sports and 2400 Sports Network. It's actually kind of fun. They keep it quick. It's a singular topic. And I feel like I'm a more informed sports fan after I listen. Good job, Andy. Thank you very much. Cooper landed the super producer. 
This is uh, Breaking Boston. Fitzy and Hart, we're out. Go Celtics. We'll talk to you tomorrow.